I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the Poso Daily Brief. It is completely free. It'll be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash Poso. Sign up today. It's called the Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash Poso. Totally free. The Poso Daily Brief. I will now discharge my mind concerning the indictment and the king's title. The indictment is grounded in an act of parliament which is directly repugnant to the law of God and his holy church, the supreme government of which no temporal person may by any law presume to take upon him. This was granted by the mouth of our savior Christ himself to St. Peter and the bishops of Rome whilst he lived and was personally present here on earth. It is therefore insufficient in law to charge any Christian to obey it. And more than this, the immunity of the church is promised both in Magna Carta and in the king's own coronation oath. Now we plainly see you are malicious. Not so. I am the king's true subject, and I pray for him and all the realm. I do none harm. I say none harm. I think none harm. And if this be not enough to keep a man alive, then in good faith I long not to live. Nevertheless! It is not for the supremacy that you have sought my blood, but because I would not bend to the marriage. You have been found guilty of high treason. The sentence of the court is that you be taken from the court to the Tower of London. The die has been cast. So D.A. Alvin Bragg. Alvin Bragg, I guess he finally found his pudding. He found the swirl. He's decided that he's going to push forward an indictment. The former president of the United States. He's taking the word of a stripper whose lawyer is already in jail named Michael Avenatti. And they're going to take this entire circus of carnival freaks and try to use that to stop President Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of the United States, 
and try to take him down and try to put him behind bars. Now, remember, let me be very clear, because some of the shows out there told you that this was a rumor. They said he's just trying to raise money. He's just clout chasing. He's not actually going to be indicted. Here on Human Events Daily, we've been telling you that since August. Because the regime only has one playbook. And ever since the day that Mar-a-Lago was raided, all the way back in August, we told you that they are planning to indict him. The narrative had already begun on that day. First, it starts with the raid. Then it starts with the media. Then you get the politicians running around. You get the people riled up. And you come in and you say, we got him. We got him like Al Capone, not paying his taxes. And this wasn't even that. We got him on the payments. The hush money payments. Do you expect for a second that anyone's going to buy that? Do you expect for a second that after eight years, eight years of being impeached again and again, investigated again and again, lied about, smeared, persecuted, dragged through the mud, And yet for some reason, the people of this country refuse to let go. And I'll tell you why. They see this for exactly what it is. This is a regime that's grown desperate. This is a regime that's scared. This is a regime that's against the ropes. They're losing the Ukraine. You've got Russia and China joining forces. The Iran and Saudi Arabia, the LNG sales are being done in yuan now, not U.S. dollars anymore. One of their transgenderists just shot up a Christian school. There's a manifesto that you're trying to hide from us. And suddenly you need something to change the narrative. You need something to pull a card that you haven't played yet. You know you've had this card, but you wouldn't play it unless you were desperate. This is a card, this is a hand that's played by a very desperate man. A very, very desperate man. Why would you go all in on this? Because you don't have any other choice. Well, I'll tell you something right now. And I said this last night when I was guest hosting War Room. They want you to be afraid. They want you to be scared. They want you to be terrified of them, of their power, of their majesty. We can knock on the door anytime, pre-dawn raid, whether you're a pro-lifer or a patriot or a veteran. Let me tell you something. Let me be very clear about this. We aren't scared. They are. 
They're the ones who are scared. They're the ones who are terrified of the patriots in this nation. The motivation, the revitalization, the reawakening that is going on across this entire land. And we can all see you for what you are now. We can all see it. You can't hide anymore. You've taken your mask off. That's great. That's wonderful. Bravo. And now we're going to find out who you really are. Have you spoken to the president? Yes. Reaction? He's ready to fight. You know, he's the toughest guy I know. Yeah. And he's, um, he was shocked, you know, because we really were. I was shocked. I mean, I've never been angry. My 32 years in this business, both as a prosecutor and defense attorney, I've never been more angry about a charge because today the rule of law in the United States of America died. It's dead. It's dead. And it's um, something that I, I never thought I'd see. I, I have goosebumps even saying it because I don't feel good about saying it. You know, when you stretch the law to get someone you don't like or as a political opponent in this case, it's very hard to ever get that law to come back to its original shape. You saw the ad of Alvin Bragg when he was running. What, did uh, you, what, what does that tell you about equal justice and application of our laws in this country? Yeah, that was his first priority. I mean, he didn't have any information, any evidence. But, you know, again, that was Nazi Germany. That was Soviet Union. That was communist China, where you pick the target, the person you don't like, the political opponent, and then you find the crime. You pick the opponent and then you find the crime. Beria's famous statement from the NKVD. Show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Show me the man, I'll show you the crime. So what actually is the alleged crime? As far as we know, this has to do with 34 counts of business fraud. Business fraud. Okay, it sounds, sounds a little like kind of thing that wouldn't necessarily be that much of a big deal. Business fraud. What is that? Is it is it money that he refused to pay in tax? Was that a fine? Some taxes he didn't pay? Is there someone who's who's declared it a fraud? Is there some victim here who's gone? No, there isn't. So who's the victim of this crime? There is no victim of the crime because it's made it's a paper crime. They're alleging, so I'll break it down for you because this is, and I, I said this, you know, I said this once already, but I'll say it again, that like, like, not a trained lawyer, but I talk to lawyers all the time. Believe me, all the time. We have the best lawyers around here, the very best. So I call up the criminal defense lawyers and I say, what, what is this? What are they actually charging him with? How is this a felony? How is this not just a misdemeanor that you could, you know, you get a fine, you do you make, do some kind of deal, make it go away because we know that Hillary Clinton just last year paid a fine for failing to file the records for the Steele dossier, the Steele dossier as political payments. Because of course the Steele dossier was political payments. Obviously it was opposition research that was then turned into an investigation at the federal level of her political opponent at the time, Donald J. Trump. Obviously she lied. What did she have to do? She had paid a fine. Okay, called it legal services when she hired Perkins Coy. Perkins Coy then subcontracted out to Fusion GPS. They went to Orbis, which was Christopher Steele. We know the rest. Paid a fine. Just last year, by the way. Settled the whole thing. Out of court, funny enough. But in this one, federal investigators 
took a pass on it already. They said, we're not interested. So what happened? They claim that funds paid from Michael Cohen to Stormy Daniels constituted a business fraud because they were written from President Trump to Cohen as legal services. When they claim, which by the way, this has not actually been proven in court and something they're going to have to try to prove in court based on the testimony of Michael Cohen, which is just going to be hilarious. And by the way, since this is the state level, I don't think anyone said this yet, because this is a state level trial and not federal level. You know what that means, right? The whole thing's going to be on TV. Every second of it is going to be on TV. State, cri- state um, trials are televised, federal or not. So guess what? The trial of the century is upon us. We'll see. We'll see if it gets to that point. It might get thrown out. But so Michael Cohen says it wasn't legal services. It was hush money. And he pled guilty, took a plea deal. So even then, it would still just be a misdemeanor. So how do you raise it to a felony? Well, if you file business documents fraudulently to conceal a crime, to conceal criminal behavior, then you can raise it to a felony. Okay, so what's the criminal behavior? They claim that the funds were paid to Stormy Daniels in a legal proceeding, in a legal settlement, that would have benefited his campaign. And that by benefiting his campaign, they should have been a political payment, even though it was a personal situation between Stormy Daniels and Donald Trump. Had nothing to do with the campaign. And unlike the John Edwards situation, and John Edwards was actually charged with a similar crime, his was paid for by a donor. This wasn't paid for by a donor, this was paid by Donald Trump. And in the John Edwards case, He was charged at the federal level and he was acquitted and the rest of the charges were dropped. So to look at this case, you really have to wonder why did somebody pick this? Because remember, D.A. Alvin Bragg said in writing to Jim Jordan earlier this week that there was a false expectation. He said there was going to be no wait. Hold on. Producer Angelo and producer Meech say that we've just received some unleaked audio from Bragg's office. Let's play the audio. Play this unleaked audio. We need to get this out immediately. Bobby. Bobby. Where the pudding swirl? You said there was one in the cooler. I don't see it. Uh, Go for Alvin. Oh, Mr. George, what's that? But I thought you said to drop it. Oh, I see. No, that Nashville thing did not go right at all uh uh, to which one the stinky daniels find the votes well uh it wouldn't be the first time i found the votes hold on i'm getting another call oh mr klaus yeah i'm talking to him right now just to be clear the deal was i get one night with stinky right i get stinky you get trump consider it done mr klaus Mr. George, I understand. First we get him in, then we do him like Jeffrey. All right, I'm on it. Bobby, the swirl. 
<laughs> so yes, of course, that comes through our pre-creation portal um, that was not uh, for sure leaked audio. That was unleaked audio. So we created that here at Human Events Daily. But the question that I have, and I'm trying to answer there using satire and humor, is what changed? What changed in the DA's office? Why are they bringing this case now when they said they weren't going to? It felt like even earlier this very week that they were not going to. They said they didn't have the votes. What changed? Was it Nashville? Was it everything else that's going on? Or was it the realization that you don't have any other choice? If by Rudyard Kipling, if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too, if you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good, nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impostors just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn-out tools, if you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch. If neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but are none too much. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with sixty seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And, which is more, you'll be a man, my son. They say 95% of people are just reacting to life. They're not actually living it. You got to understand who you are. You have to know your place in the world. And you have to know the world. Know who you are. Know where you are. And then decide where you're going and go there. Only the top 5% ever actually figured this out. And that's okay. That's life. That's how it works. But some people, some people see it a little different. A lot of people are upset right now. There's a lot of anger out there. And you know what? You should be angry. This indictment isn't just about one person. This is an indictment about each and every single one of us. 
every american patriot, every person who believes in the rule of law, who believes in the system that is crumbling before our eyes. Do you really think that this is still a republic? Do you really think that these people care what the constitution says? Do you really think that they're playing by the rules anymore? No. They're operating under a different set of rules. It's called will to power. It's called nihilism. It's called Nietzschean. They're playing to win. And so many conservatives out there whine and complain. And they just want to play. They don't want to win. And I've seen some people saying, you know, President Trump shouldn't even go. He should, he should try to fight the extradition. He should try to fight it out. He should try to stay in Mar-a-Lago and, 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 and what? What exactly? What, trigger a siege? Trigger a standoff? U.S. Marshals and Secret Service? Just tactically, that doesn't even make any sense on a logistical level. But think of the strategic implications of that. Yeah, there's a lot of people who would say we're not submitting. There's a lot of people who would say, don't go fight Don't go into that cave because there's a dragon in there. And that dragon could kill you. It could render you limb from limb. There's been a dragon tearing across the countryside, burning crops, eating cattle, snatching children. And the dragon keeps coming out of that cave every day. And doing what he does. And people say, don't go in there or the dragon might get you next. Until one day, St. George comes along and says, I'm going to go into that cave. And I'm going to slay that dragon. Do you mean to tell me for a second that the man who walked into North Korea with his own two feet is going to be scared to walk into a New York courthouse and stare down Alvin Bragg? Please. The guy's a joke. The whole thing's a joke. So this is how we win. This is how we win. You go into the cave. You fight the fight. You walk in there with your head held high and you stand strong because everybody's got your back and you know how many people are there with you and you know that the American people are there and you know that all of your supporters are there and your lawyers, everything else. But at the end of the day, it's one-on-one. And we all know who's stepping out of that cave. And it ain't that fat dragon. No, I don't think so. You go in and you win. You can't win if you're always running from the fight. And it's as simple as that. And for too long, the conservatives in this country have been tired of fighting back. They've been sitting there and whining and complaining about the rules. They're complaining about fairness. They're complaining about, oh, the hypocrisy. Could you imagine if the shoe was on the other foot? Zip it. 
No more complaining now. No more whining. None of it. No more crybaby act. You know what my football coach used to say to me? He said, what's the play, coach? What do you do? Come in and say, go out there and hit somebody. That's your play. Go out there and hit somebody. Peacefully and patriotically, politically and legally. So you know what? To every red-blooded American, within the sound of my voice, we are all going to be coming. And to the people who think they can come at us, I'll say this, have a nice night because we ain't going anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.